Hi everyone, I'm Laura Langhoff Arndt and this is episode 11 of To Cause to Learn, Effective Teaching in the Church. This podcast is for those who want to talk about what it means to teach the faith effectively to people of all ages. We cover issues from teaching Sunday school to the wee ones in preschool, all the way up to those feisty teenagers. We'll even talk about teaching confirmation and how to develop a culture of participation in adult Bible study. If you think you're not a good teacher, then you'll love this podcast. If you think you're already a good teacher, you will love this podcast too, because it'll make you even better. And we all know that good teachers are always looking to be better. Today, we're talking about fifth grade, which is in the knowledge stage of faith education. What are the stages of faith education? Well, the first is narrative. The narrative stage is from preschool to second grade when stories are very important. And then there's the knowledge stage, the one we're talking about today, which is third through fifth grade, then understanding, sixth through eighth grades, and reason, nine through twelfth grades, and ending up with the wisdom stage, which is adults. That's a huge age difference. Anytime from college all the way up to people who are 80, 90 years old. And that is going to be a fun one to talk about. So welcome and let's get started. The tip of the day today is, it may not seem like it for all kids, but the fifth grade year is the first small step into adolescence. Let's talk about the knowledge stage and my new favorite thing, which is Bible inquiry. The knowledge stage begins in third grade and goes through fifth. It's the time when children want to know more about the people and the places in the Bible stories and their place in the world and their lives. For kids this age, the world is growing and becoming more complicated, and they have questions about it. This is the stage when we can start talking more about the details of the stories, and they can learn from them. Kids of all ages are curious, and we want them to be curious about God, his people, how they lived, and how they're similar to or different from us. Fifth graders are moving more deeply into Bible inquiry. What's that? I hear you asking all over the country. Well, it's a phrase that makes Sunday school a curiosity journey. Kids are naturally curious. And Bible inquiry takes advantage of that and encourages them to ask questions and search for answers. Well, next, let's talk about fifth graders themselves and what's going on with them. If you listen to some of the first podcasts about how we learn, you'll remember that there are three parts to effective student learning. What students know, how they feel about it, and what they do with it. This all comes together in the fifth grade, and they're generally happy and friendly. Socially, fifth grade is an important time. Things are changing for the kids as hormones are being released throughout the body. Girls may experience a first crush, and boys will probably not notice. Girls will primarily show friendship through passing notes, talking and giggling, and boys will give high fives. They'll shove each other and punch each other in the arm. This is a good time to pay attention to what's going on with them in social media, because sometimes the girls will do things through social media that they should be keeping personal or between two people. If they've got a problem with somebody, they shouldn't be putting it on social media. 
And girls will have a tendency to do that more than boys at this time because you can't really punch somebody in the arm through the internet. What boys might do is to post something that is inappropriate through a meme or something like that. So if you're a parent and if you're a teacher of Sunday school, you might want to encourage parents to start paying attention. If their kids are on social media, they need to know what's going on. Peer pressure grows at this time and kids will start paying more attention to their friends' opinions over their parents' which is another reason why parents need to start paying attention to things that are going on with their kids in fifth grade. A lot of times we think, oh, the kids are old enough to take care of themselves and they don't need us that much anymore. But that is not true. Parents are very important for guidance through these tumultuous times that we call adolescence. Fifth graders also love to talk a lot, all the time. And we'll usually talk about anything and everything. This is when it's more important than ever to expect them to be quiet when you're talking. I've seen people try and talk over groups of kids and it never works. You cannot compete with them. So stop talking and expect them to be quiet while you talk. It's good manners. If necessary, tell them without having to yell that you can't go on until they're quiet and just wait. Pretty soon, they'll start shushing each other. It's also a good idea to keep direct instruction short and provide more opportunities for them to discuss, do group or pair work, which I like to call them partner chats, or do Bible research projects where they can dig into the Bible and find answers to some of the mysteries of God, keeping them busy and allowing them time to talk to each other will make a great Sunday school class. Fifth grade is a great time to start giving them scenarios to respond to as they are much better at solving social conflicts and problems on their own, which the Bible is full of. Every person in the Bible faces a problem or challenge of some kind. What advice would they give Leah for having a husband who's in love with her sister? How would they react if somebody told them he was Jesus? How would they know if he is or isn't Jesus? Fifth graders, as I said, are heading into adolescence, which is a time when they start trying to figure out who they want to be. As they figure it out, you want to make sure that you talk about moral decisions and ethics. How hard is it to follow God in real life today? Look at the Israelites. It was just as hard then as it is today or it's just as hard today as it was then. What happens to your faith when you spend so much time or too much time in a culture that doesn't follow God, doesn't know God? There are a lot of people spreading lies about what is in the Bible and its context, and that's really important for kids at this stage. What kind of life do they want? Where does true peace come from? There is no fruit of the Spirit coming from the dark side. Do you want to be someone who does or does not follow God? Why or why not? There are a million questions you can ask them that will get them to start thinking differently about what kind of person they want to be as they grow up. Also, take the time to talk about how the Israelites lived. 
Read the Bible and have them focus on the setting and not just what is said. What is the significance of the well? And why would the women go early in the morning? And why would one not go early in the morning? And also, wine seems to be a big deal in the Bible. What's up with that? Why is it important for them to have an idea of the culture in Bible times? One reason would be to explain about how crazy life would be to have multiple wives and concubines. I mean, just because Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines doesn't make that something God supported or wanted for his people. Kids in fifth grade can see how people affect each other and how they can affect a group. So a conversation about how so many Jews would want to crucify Jesus, even though he was innocent, might give some insight into group think and mob behavior, which we're seeing more and more of today, unfortunately. Ask questions that refer them back to the text. What can you tell me about John the Baptist based on his food and his clothes? What can you tell me about how they live in Jerusalem from their everyday life? Who is telling this story? Can you find God in this story? Where is he? How is he present? Are there any feeling words in this story? Why did Elizabeth laugh when hearing she would have a baby? There are, again, a million questions that you can ask to get them thinking. This is the stage to really start doing that and to give them the opportunity to start researching that those answers for themselves. Now, what is important in teaching the faith to fifth graders? As kids get older, they need to be challenged more. And the best way to do that is to ask these questions that I keep talking about that will engage their thinking. Good questions are important from this age forward. Well, I say they're always important, but kids at this age think differently than kids who are much younger. So here's another thing. Many fifth graders are involved in classes for Holy Communion and kids can always recite the answers they've memorized to try to explain what they understand. But the mystery of what happens during the Lord's Supper is not only difficult for children to fully understand, but also for adults. The thing is, they don't have to understand the mysteries of God. How the bread and wine is turned into the body and blood of Christ is not the issue. Believing that it happens because God says it does is a matter of faith. The goal is that they understand the need for personal examination, repentance, and that they receive forgiveness that comes with the body and blood of Christ. Not that they understand all of the details because again, God is a great mystery. Fifth graders need a Bible that is appropriate for their reading abilities. There should be fewer pictures and more words and pictures aren't bad, but they should be reading full chapter books, textbooks, etc., with little or no trouble. So you'll still want to help them pronounce Bible names of people and places and help them with terms that they don't understand or how to define them and don't just gloss over them. You can ask them to summarize the stories or share the theme with each other. Let them keep a journal of Bible quotes or verses that they really think are interesting or cool or might be helpful. They can turn any story from the Bible into a skit, a children's book, or do a timeline of Jesus' ministry or something similar. 
Fifth grade is a great time to do real Bible inquiry projects. The Bible is a great true historical story of adventure. There's mystery, there's drama, there are relationships, there's drama in relationships. Like I said before, come on. If you're married to somebody who's also married to your sister, that is tragic and challenging. So we can talk about that kind of thing in relation to how we see or how society sees relationships today. Let the kids use Bible dictionaries, concordances, and Bible maps to tell the story of what's going on between God and his people. Well, friends, that's fifth graders. Next time, we'll start talking about the understanding stage that is middle school. Woohoo! I am so excited. I taught middle school and high school for years and love teenagers, so this will be fun. Don't forget, if you've got a question or a curiosity that you'd like to have discussed, you can contact me and we can talk about it here. Whatever it is, if you've got a question, I've most likely got an answer. You can submit questions using the form at carpentersministrytoolbox.com under the podcast tab. You can find Carpenters Ministry Toolbox on Facebook, or I've added a widget to the Anchor podcast page that'll let you leave a message. Give it a try. You can also find my books, The Art of Teaching the Faith, which this podcast is based on, uh, the Art of Teaching Confirmation, there's a book and others on Amazon. And there are also PDF leader's guides and student workbooks for the Art of Teaching Confirmation resources that are available on my website. So until next time, my friends, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. Romans 12, 12. Have a great day. Eleven, 